Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. I'm your host, Lana Pazant, and today we are talking about financial literacy. And joining me for this chat today is Devry Pazant. Devry, say hello to the people. Good afternoon, or good day, people. Yes, Devry, thank you for joining me today. Um, the reason I asked Devry to join me today is because he is the branch manager of a retail bank, and this is something that he knows a lot about. And unfortunately, the ability to understand and effectively use various financial skills is not something that many of us were taught at an early age. And so now that we're older, it's a skill that many of us lack. So Devry, in your opinion, why is it important to start learning about financial literacy at a young age? It's important because the one thing that people are going to have to deal with for the majority of their lives is money. Mm. So it's important to know how to handle it. You know, everybody wants a lot of money. Everybody wants to be quote unquote rich and all that. However, if you don't know how to handle your money, you won't be rich long. You know, there are all kinds of, you know, scams and and things that will help beat you out of your money. So if you don't know how to watch over it, you, know, you can lose it. True, so true. Do you think that financial literacy is something that should be taught in school, just like every other subject? I mean, there seems to be a great push about financial literacy, but um, it's not in, you know, some schools have it as a uh, special course, maybe in some colleges, but do you think it should be just as important as math classes and English classes? Very much so. A lot of people offer it as an elective but it's a life skill. It really is a life skill. So it needs to be taught just like you have spelling and language and grammar. You need, people need to know how to deal with a checkbook or what is a checkbook. People need to know how to, you know, how to save. What is it to save? You know, what type of account should your money be in? You know, so all all that kind of stuff falls into financial literacy. And it's stuff that people take for granted. A lot of people don't even know how to write a check. And that is a basic skill when it comes to when it comes to money. You know, because everything is going digital now, people are losing just the basics. You know, where where do they sign their name on a check? Who do they made the check out to? You know, is you know, how do they write, you know, put in the do you put in the numeral or do you write out the words? Do you put the date on a check? A lot of people just don't don't know. You know, so it's important that just just the basic things such as that, you know, people get that skill early. One of the major things when it comes to managing money or financial literacy, people don't realize is simply adding and subtracting. You know, add what you put into the bank, subtract what you take out. But if you don't manage your money, if you don't just manage a checkbook or balance your checkbook, as they say, you have no idea what you have in the bank. And that's where people run into problems. So just a simple budget. A simple budget. You know, how much do I have? How much do I need? You know, how much can I spend? You know, you know, people get, you know, they think because they have a credit card, you know, that's that's uh, that's financial literacy. 
you know they think because they have a bank account that's financial literacy no how do you handle these things you know I recommend to people especially now with everything going digital when you can check your accounts without even going to the bank I suggest to everyone look at your bank account every day to see if you know to see what it if there's any transactions going on because a lot of times you know unfortunately fraud happens because people aren't paying attention and somebody goes into your account which can happen illegally yes but it can happen so if you're not on top of your account you know somebody else can be and that's and it can cause it can cause a lot of harm yes and that is definitely unfortunate so yes check those accounts people now um when i think about college graduates you know college students in general because i know when i was there it was so easy to get a credit card it's almost like those people just preyed on college students because they knew we didn't have any money so you could just sign this get a credit card and it was just so easy to do and so unfortunately a lot of college students graduate with a lot of debt and it's not even sometimes just loan debt it's just you know when you go in if you go in and you are not financially literate you don't realize how much debt you're incurring but you also don't realize how much debt you're leaving with and then now you're a graduate and you have all this debt probably no job you know like not right away and so now you're probably overwhelmed with oh my god okay how am I going to get this debt down what suggestions do one you thing have? sorry what suggestions do you have to help them get started on a path at least to financial fitness Pay attention to the money that you have coming in. Okay? The reason I say that, you know, don't don't spend any more than you have coming in. Where a lot of college students get themselves in trouble is a lot of banks, you know, they set up these tables. They say, apply for this credit card or open this account with us and we'll give you a t-shirt. We'll give you a, a, an iPad. We'll give you, they, they make up some gift or whatever that you can get. That is so they can help, they can, you know, so you will apply for one of their credit cards and start spending money that you don't have. Yeah. And that is one way a lot of students get themselves in trouble. I remember when I was on campus, um, gas companies like Exxon or Mobile or whatever, you know, whatever the local gas station is, they would come on campus and they'd have a table set up and you get a, get a gas card. You know, all you have to do is apply and you get a gas card. That's great for the companies because they get all these applications. But people were applying for gas cards that didn't even have cars. You know? So then what happens? You know, they they don't have jobs, all right. So they get a ride from a friend and they start spending, you know, they they'll they'll buy the gas because they got the gas card. You know, that's fantastic that time, all right? But now somebody is gonna pay that bill. So either that bill is going to get passed on to mommy and daddy, who have nothing to do with it, or Junior Misty is going to come is going to have a bill that they've got to pay, which is which puts on extra pressure or mental pressure in school, which you really don't need. All right, what I would suggest to anybody trying you know trying to get themselves situated, especially once you graduate, once you start making a little bit of money, 
apply for a credit card. And the reason I say apply for a credit card, everybody, you know, you, you don't want to incur a lot of debt, but you've got to have credit. All right. You, you got to have credit so that you can get a car. You got to have credit so that you can buy, get an apartment, so that you can get a house. A lot of, a lot of the cases, you got to have some sort of credit so you can um, get a job now because they're checking, they're checking all that now. So apply for a small credit card, you know, but, you know, as you get the card, you know, buy one thing, you know, buy a, buy a shirt or, you know, go to dinner or something, but pay it off so you can make your payments on time. You know, don't, just because you get a, a $500 credit line doesn't mean you have to spend $500 right away. All right. You know, spend a little bit at a time so that you can make payments and that will help build your credit. Okay. And that's where a lot of people make mistakes when it comes to credit cards. They, they spend up all this money and they don't have the money to pay it back, incurring debt. And that's not good. Okay. Um, really always try not to spend what you don't have. The whole purpose of credit is is to you know spend you know so that you can spend money over time or pay it back over time. Okay, that helps again. That helps build your credit. Be careful not to spend more than you can afford to pay back, because that's how a lot of people get themselves in trouble. Yeah, and and one thing I would also say is try not to have any late payments because that's just giving away money. And I've done that so many times. And every time I would do it, I just get so mad at myself, especially with a credit card, because sometimes the late payment is like $36 or $39. And then, you know, as a recent college grad, you know, you look at that $36 or $39 and you think of what you could do with that or what you could have done with that. And it just makes you mad. And there's nobody to be mad at but yourself. Nobody but yourself. It's like you're giving away money. And what a lot of people don't realize is the bank charges you to use their credit card or whoever issues the card to you. There is the fee for that. It's called a finance charge. So you might charge $25, all right? But your payment is going to be at $25 or whatever the minimum is plus the finance charge. So, and the finance charge can run up to 22%. Okay. So the bank is going to get, that's how, but you got to realize that's how the bank makes money by, le- by letting you use their credit card. Okay. So just, you know, think about whenever you use credit, you're paying for that, not just for the item you purchase, but for the quote unquote privilege of using a credit card. But I know I've kind of jumped into credit and all because that's part of financial literacy. Yeah. was a part. But again, if you stick to the basics of managing a checkbook or managing the money that you have coming in versus the money that you have going out, you can you can you can control it. You can manage your finances. Another part of financial literacy which a lot of people in our era didn't necessarily get, you know, because you might have had a, a talk about it in your in a math class or in a history class for a week, is stocks and bonds. All, right. all of that is financial literacy. You know, how do you make your money work for you? You know, you know think about all the products that you invest in, you know, or excuse me, all, all the products that you use. Like, let's say you drink Coke, all right? 
Why aren't you investing in Coca-Cola? You wear Nike sneakers. Why aren't you investing in Nike? You use an Apple phone. Why don't you invest in Apple? Right? You know, because these companies are making money based on your usage. Right? If there's a company that you if there's a company that you really support, you should invest so you can get some of the dividends or some of the money that this company is making. That is how the stock, one of the ways the stock market works. You know, there are a lot of books and things that you can read, right? And now you can go right on the internet and really learn how to invest, right? That's something that I would recommend all young people do, especially those that are getting their first jobs or, you know, that are about to graduate college. Don't spend all your money. Invest some of it. Let that money work for you, right? But... You know, we're talking financial literacy. You need to know what you're doing when you do that, because you you can lose your money in stocks as well. You know, so a lot of it, a lot of it is just a matter of taking time to study and to read and know know what know what to do with your money. Every bank, every financial institution has financial advisors. Talk to them. That's what they're there for. You know, and that doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to invest money just to talk to somebody. Okay, so you know, I, I recommend that all young people get a book, read, but talk to those that know how to invest. A lot of people love to talk, so you know they'll tell you how to how to make do with you know how to make do with your money. If you know if you know somebody or a friend of a friend, anybody that knows anything about investments, just sit down and talk to them. You know, it, it, it can go a long way. Yeah, I think education in this area is so important, you know, because when you think about the long-term effects of, you know, financial literacy, it just goes a long way. And I think about stories that I've heard, um, you know, some in real life, some on TV of, you know, parents who have used their children's names to make purchases or put their kids' names, you know, bills in their kids' names and then kids don't find out till later in life and now they have to go through the hassle of trying to repair their credit you know and things of that nature is it difficult for a child to recover from that you know you know especially if you know it's not easy um unfortunately unfortunately not not to blame the parents because a lot of times the parents weren't taught how to handle financial, you know, how to handle their finances. Right. That's what I mean. Like the long-term effects, like because the parent probably didn't know how difficult it would be for the child. Because at the time, the parent was probably just looking at a temporary fix for a difficult situation. And so they did what they felt like they needed to do, not really thinking about the long-term effects that it would have for the kid, you know, later down, you know, the line. What the family is, or what the parent is thinking about, is keeping the lights on. Right. This is what I do to keep the lights on. This is what I have to do to keep the phone on. All right. Unfortunately, if they don't get to get that keep that bill up right, the kid is the one that's going to end up paying for it. What everybody is entitled, everyone is entitled to a free copy of their credit report every year. They should get it. All you have to do is contact the credit bureau and get a copy of your credit report so you can see what's on there. If there's a company that's showing on your credit report that you don't use, you can dispute that. You know, but that's, you know, and that's something that everybody should do every year. 
you know, just look at their credit report, look at their credit history to see if there's something on there that they didn't do. I mean, there have been people that have had houses put in their names, you know, cars bought, you know, using their social security numbers. And, that, and it can just be on, on, on a pure error. You know, social security number one digit off. There's a typo. And it can screw up your credit. So everyone needs to look at that. And you need to look at it starting at a young age. Because if, if you get your credit report at 21, and it says you there's two houses in your name, you know there's a problem. Start addressing it before you need something. And that's what happens a lot of times people don't find out there's a, an issue with their credit until they need it. Okay, so say that's, that's something you need to stay on top of, everyone. Yeah, and at that point, it's kind of late. Well, gosh, Jerry, thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that this chat has helped somebody. I know it's helped me. I know I have been negligent when it comes to staying on top of my finances, just assuming that things were in order you know, not checking bank statements and then looking and then finding out something that is out of order and then not being able to blame anybody but myself. So, you know, you live and you learn. Unfortunately, some lessons are learned the hard way, but hopefully some people, you know, those of you who are listening were able to take something away from this chat. So um, thank you again for listening today, people. And if you want to follow Cousin Chat, please do so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other um, streaming platforms, you know, the one of your choice. And we're also available on CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com. And we always have something for you to think about. Well, we like to leave you with something to think about. So the takeaway for today will just be to try to become more financially literate. And especially those of you who are parents and have children, you know, young children, try to start them at a young age. And I would also say, don't if you are not financially literate and you are a parent, don't be embarrassed you know get online do what you need to do to kind of teach yourself and if you have to learn as a family then do what needs to be done because it, it it's very necessary um Devry, um do you have anything to add to the takeaway just everybody just stay focused stay focused on your finances check your accounts every day you know just to make sure that everything is okay and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, you know, regardless of you know, in your churches, in various organizations that you're in, the libraries, the towns that you live in, a lot of times there are financial courses that you can take that you can take, you know, to help you with this. So don't be don't be ashamed, don't be embarrassed. You trust and believe you're not the only one that needs help. That's right. So thanks again, everybody. So until we come back to our next chat. I'm Donna. I'm Jeffrey. And this has been Cousin Chat. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.